that is uh, going to take us a long time to get through. It's very simple, but I think it's going to be very helpful to all of us. Is there anybody that could use a little encouragement today? Anybody just feel like it'd be helpful to you if the, the Lord was just to kind of strengthen you a little bit? I think that's what God wants to do. Numbers chapter 9 and verse number 21 is where I'm going to read from this morning. It is one verse of scripture. And you've got to watch close because uh, my subject's going to be found in those, in those first four words. All right. Are you ready? Numbers 921, the scripture says, and so it was. Would you say that with me? And so it was. And so it was when the cloud abode from even unto the morning and that the cloud was taken up in the morning. Then they journeyed. Watch this. Whether it was by day or by night. That the cloud was taken up. They journeyed. I'm preaching to you today from this subject. So it was. And so it is. So it was. And so it is. Lord. I'm very thankful to be in your presence. We're so thankful to be in this holy house today God. And I pray that your word would help us this morning. Strengthen us through your word, God. And when we leave here, let us know we've been in the presence of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt with his mighty hand. The scripture tells us it was no small thing that the Lord had done. He, he brought them out from underneath the, the uh, slavery, underneath the authority of a very cruel taskmaster. Uh, Egypt, who had grown to be afraid of Israel because of their increasing numbers. Pharaoh had said, if we don't do something, we're going to have problems and so Israel, who really outnumbered Egypt uh, as far as men of fighting ability, Egypt, because they had put it into the minds of the Israelites, they convinced them that they could control them. And so they, they told them, you will be slaves to us and you will make bricks and you will build our cities and you will build our monuments and you will build our pyramids and all of these different things. And so um, Israel got it in their mind, though it was not true. They got it in their mind that their enemy was greater than them. And so they, be they became subjected to their enemy. I would remind you today that you need to remember that you serve a great God. You need to remember that you serve an awesome God. You need to remember that there is nothing too hard for him. You need to remember that there is no mountain that he cannot level. You need to remember there is no valley he cannot lift up. You need to remember there is no enemy that he cannot defeat. You need to remember that there is no spiritual force that he cannot take the authority over it. 
You need to remember that the God we serve is great. You need to remember greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You need to remember our God is a mighty God. You need to remember all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. You need to remember that he has that the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. You need to remember there is nothing that is too hard for him. You need to make up in your mind that you know that you know that you know that God is great and that there is nothing that will ever overcome our great and mighty God. And because I know that, then I understand and I understand who I am. Who are, who are we? We are children of the Most High God. We are his children. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are the apple of his eye. We are that lily of the valley, if you study it. We are the rose of Sharon. I know we talk about it like he is, but go study it. He's talking about his church. We're the rose of Sharon. We are the, the, that, that prized possession to him. He is our pearl of great price, but we are his pearl of great price. I know who I am to him. I belong to him. He loves me. He loved me before I ever loved him. He loved me when I was unlovable. Is this okay today? He loved me whenever I wasn't worth anything. He has loved me from the day I was born until this. He has walked with me. He has been with me. He has kept me. And yes, there's been some things I've faced, but let me tell you something I found out, that no matter what came against me, God was greater than all of it. God, who reigns above, was greater than all of it. I am His and He is mine, as the old song said. I am His and He is mine. So I know who He is. I know what I am to Him. And because of that, I never need to uh, fall under the uh, illusion. I never need to fall under the delusion that my enemy is greater than me. Let me tell you something. The Lord told us. He said, you're going to be able to put, you're going to send devils running. He said, you're going to be able to put things underneath your feet. He said, he said if there be any deadly thing and, and you drink it, it shall not hurt you. If, a, if the snake bites you, it's not going to hurt you. Now, we don't get crazy with that like some people have gotten crazy in times past. If we don't break snakes out and try to tempt the Lord. Okay, so y'all just rest easy. That, you don't do that sort of thing. But God, what he was saying is this. Whatever you face, you're going to find that I'm there for you. You're going to find that I am enough. Matter of fact, I am more than enough. All your needs can be supplied through me. So that's who he is. That's who we are to him. And that's what God is capable of. Don't ever fall for that delusion. And Israel had done this. They had, they had, they had accepted the lie of their enemy that they could never be great. They had accepted the lie of their enemy that they would have to serve that enemy until they died. But then God raised up a man by the name of Moses. And he said, Moses, I want you to go and I want you to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Let my people go, Pharaoh. And so Moses does this. And Pharaoh said, not happening. It's not going to happen. I won't let your people go. And so thus began the first of ten plagues that would fall upon the land of Egypt. And they suffered many things, lice, locusts, uh, uh, darkness, uh, water turning to blood, frogs, all kinds of different things. And it culminated with the tenth plague, which was the death 
of the firstborn in every home where the blood had not the blood of a lamb had not been applied to the doorpost. That was the sign to the death angel to pass over that house. And wherever that blood had not been applied, the firstborn in that home died. And so there was a well that went up out of Egypt. And then Pharaoh told them, okay, take your people, take your stuff, and leave here and go. And so glad was Egypt to see them go, that they lined the streets. And as Israel made their way uh, out of Egypt, that they began to give them things. They gave them gold, and they gave them jewels, and they gave them tapestries, and they gave them all manner of precious stones and different things. And they make their way out, and then they get to the Red Sea, and and they go through the Red Sea after God parts those waters. And when they get through the Red Sea, they uh, find themselves on the other side. And they should have gone into the promised land. But there was an evil report that, that halted that for 40 years. And so God uh, says, okay, we're going, to, we're going to take some time here. Because apparently I have gotten you out of Egypt. But you haven't allowed Egypt to get, get out of you. And so you still have mentalities where you think things that are not true. And I've got to change how you think. And so we're going to wander in this wilderness for 40 years. But in this wilderness, God begins to give them a plan. And he gives them, uh, he gives them a plan for a tabernacle. And so they build a tabernacle. This is going to be their place of worship. It's where they're going to come before God. And, and they're going to make their sacrifices. And they're going to call upon the Lord and and the Bible said in verse number 15 of chapter 9 that on the day that the tabernacle was reared up the cloud covered the tabernacle what cloud was that it was a cloud that was the representation of the glory of God to Israel it was the representation of the presence of God to Israel and that cloud became the their signification that they knew that God was with them when they would wake up every morning and see the cloud, they knew that God was with them. Their cloud reminded them that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. As long as I can see the cloud, I know that God is with me. As long as I can see the cloud, I know that God is with me. I would stop and preach to this church this morning and tell you that it is important that we always keep an eye on the cloud of glory of the Almighty God. We need to see that glory cloud. When we come to church, we need to experience that glory cloud. When we are in the presence of God, we need to know that we're in the presence of God. There is a cloud that God wants to rest above this church and above our lives. It may not be a literal cloud as they had, but it is a spiritual cloud that will go with us day by day by day. Day by day by day. So the cloud was there was was how they knew that God was with them. And in the verse of scripture that I read to you this morning, the Bible said that so it was that when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. Whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. And the scripture said it like this at the beginning of that verse. And so it 
was. So let me say it like this. And so it was when the cloud moved that they moved. So it was when God said it's time to continue the journey. You've been here long enough. You have stayed in this place long enough. So it was when God said let's go. They packed up and they followed. I would ask you this question this morning. When was the last time you checked to see whether or not you were making the trip? When was the last time you stopped to pause and and determine, am I on the trip with the Lord? Or am I just showing up at church uh, at different times? Am I just there or am I with Him? Am I following the cloud as it moves in my life? Is my family following the cloud as it moves in our life? Are we making the trip? Sometimes when the Lord moved, it was by day. I like to travel by day. It's when the light is shining. It's when it, you can more easily see where you're going. It's when it's conducive to travel. It's when everything is lit up and you can see where you're going. And things are just a whole lot easier. Sometimes it was by day that they moved. But sometimes it would be by night. That's when it's dark out. That's when you're often very, very weary. That's when you sometimes cannot quite discern where you're headed because you can't see as well. That's when it's inconvenient. That's when it's inconvenient to travel when it's dark. But so it was when the, when it was the cloud would move that they would move. So it was. And I tell you today that so it is. Sometimes we move by the beautiful light of a new day. Sometimes we move in confidence. We see where we go. We know where we're headed to. The end of the thing is made uh, clear to us. Sometimes we move with enthusiasm. Sometimes we move with excitement, recognizing that there is a better end in front of us. And then there are other times that when we move, we move in the inky darkness of our midnight hour, somewhat uncertain. Sometimes all we want to do is just lie down and close our eyes and wait for the joy that comes in the morning. Have you ever been there where you didn't really feel like getting up and making a move right now? When God began to deal with you and God started saying, all right, it's time. I'm ready, to, I'm ready for you to come along with me. And that cloud would get to moving in your life. And you'd find that it was not a day, uh, it was not daytime, but rather it was very dark and it was night. And you'd say in your, within your heart, Lord, I really don't want to move right now. God, I really don't feel like I'm ready to get up and take a step right now. God, don't you know I am so weary God, don't you know I have fought so many battles today? Don't you know, Lord, that over these last few days or weeks or months, I've fought some things that I never would have imagined that I would face. And to be honest with you, God, I'm just very weary in my spirit. But God doesn't ask you if you feel like you're ready. God says, I know that it's time to move. And he says, I want you to follow me. And if you stay here, you will miss what God is wanting to do. And I tell you today that we dare not stay here. Minus our glory cloud, we become victims of the harsh realities of our wilderness sojourn. 
If we don't have that glory cloud in our life, we're just going to become a victim wandering around out in the wilderness. You've heard stories of different ones who who uh, got lost somewhere. I've told the story of some friends of mine. Uh, It's made me laugh. It's made you laugh. They were uh, hiking in Colorado and they got lost. They got off the trail. They got lost and and uh, all they wanted to find was that trail. If we could just find that trail, we could get back. But they were, it was Colorado. It, the temperature dropped significantly at night. And they found themselves huddled up together. These two guys found themselves huddled up together uh, in the woods, just, just holding on, trying to stay warm, afraid they were going to get hypothermia and die. And, and just saying, oh, God, if you'll just get us out of this, we'll do anything. We'll go anywhere. You know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. And, and, and found themselves in that kind of a place. And all of us, at some point or another, we found ourselves in that kind of a place where the reality of our wilderness began to move upon us. The elements, the, 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 the elements that, that uh, would have taken anybody else out That cloud is what kept the elements from destroying Israel. They were under that cloud so the sun did not bake them. They were under that cloud so the the severe storms that came through would not wipe them out. I am telling you not only without our cloud do we become susceptible to the elements. But we also become susceptible to our enemies. We We have enemies who would... Love to find us out from under the covering of that cloud. Because the devil knows if he, you ever come out from under that covering of that cloud. That you become a wide open target. And he can come after you. I am going to preach to you and tell you today. You need that cloud in your life. Because you need a protection from the enemy of your soul. You need a protection from spiritual attacks. That would come against you. From fear. From doubt. From bitterness. From all kinds of spiritual things. That the enemy would use to destroy you. You need a cloud that will keep him away. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Minus our glory cloud. We've become victims to the feeling of hopelessness. If you feel like you're by yourself, you begin to feel all hopeless inside. There is no way for me to get through this. There is nothing that that will allow me to make it from here. And there are stories to be told of people who were marooned in out-of-the-way places by themselves. And the things that they would write. uh, I'm thinking of one man who got... uh, who, who was lost by himself in Alaska and became very, very sick. And he began to write some things. And you begin to see the feelings of hopelessness as they begin to move in on him because he didn't have any connection to anybody else. But when I've got the cloud over my life, it, it, it causes hopelessness to be dispelled. And when I begin to feel like there is no way, uh, that cloud begins to move over my life. And God says, but I'll make a way. When I begin to feel like I can't be healed, the cloud says, but I'm still a healer. When I begin to feel like this is too much for me, the cloud says, it's all right. I'm going to go with you and I'm going to walk with you. I thank God for the cloud and I don't want to lose the cloud. I tell you again, we dare not lose sight of our cloud. This church has got to have a glory cloud that rests above us. At any given moment. And when the cloud begins to move. We've got to begin to move. 
I thank God for that cloud that brought us uh, to Jonesboro eight years ago. I thank God for that cloud. I thank God for that cloud that moved us to a, from a, our house to another building. I thank God for the cloud. I thank God for the cloud that moved us from there to this building at 1632 Straw Floor. I thank God for the cloud that has moved. I thank God for what he's done here and in this building. And today, with weather being like it is and different things, we've got a low crowd for us. But you look around this room, it's full on a Sunday morning. cloud moved us and the cloud kept us. But let me tell you something right now. I can feel the cloud trying to move this church again. Not just to a physical location, but I can feel the cloud moving this church to a spiritual location. God's saying, you've been here long enough. Now it's time to go somewhere else. I preached about it a little while back. Just give me a moment here. I preached about it a little while back. The Lord rebuked me. I, I was praying the prayer of the scripture he'd given me. Oh, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. And the Lord told me, he said, quit asking me to do what I've already done. He said, would you look around that church? And I began to look around our church. And see what God has done. And the Lord said, don't you know how many lives in that building I have revived? Don't you know how many people I have brought back to me in that church? I have done what you are asking me to do. It's time for you to quit asking me to do that. And go on to the next part of that scripture. Which is that I would make you known. And I'm praying. I'm telling you. I feel like the cloud is, is trying to move right now. I feel the cloud beginning to lift and say, alright sanctuary. You've gotten real comfortable right here you've enjoyed yourselves right here but get ready because we're going to a new place in God where is it pastor I don't really know I can't tell you a whole lot about it but I can tell you this if he's going there I want to go there if God's going a place that's the place that I want to be that's the place that I want to be there is benefit associated with the cloud. Where the cloud is, there is covering. Would you say covering? covering? Where the cloud is, there is covering. Our first covering is the Lord. He is a mighty God. And He has covered this place with His presence. He has set His name in this house. And I thank God for the covering of His presence, of His name, of His blood. I thank God for it. I thank God for the covering of godly leaders. We need godly leaders in our lives. I'm not, I, I'm not an authoritarian. I'm not somebody who tries to beat anybody up. And I'm certainly not wanting to be in your business uh, to the point that, that, that I've got more going on than I need going on in my life. I don't, I'm not into any of that. But I do want to be your pastor. I do want to be your pastor. And I'd be wrong today to preach this message and not tell you that it's the will of God for you to have a godly pastor. The Lord wants you to have a godly pastor. God wants you to have somebody who can get up and preach and feed your soul. He wants you to have somebody who's a watchman on the wall looking out for some things to come. God wants that for you. We need it. I need it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to say it uh, this year, but let me say it right now. We just came through uh, November, October, which is Pastor Appreciation Month. And I want to thank God for my pastor. I thank God for my dad, who is my pastor. 
And I thank God for every word of wisdom he speaks into my life. I thank God for every message I've ever heard him preach. I thank God for the way he's invested in me. And I thank God that I know if there's ever anything wrong, I can pick up the phone and call him, and he will be there for me. I thank God for that man in my life. I need it just as much as anybody in this room needs it. We all need a pastor. And I thank God that he's given us covering. I thank God where the cloud was, by the way, that's where the manna was going to fall. The manna fell where the cloud was. I thank God for the manna that falls in our lives. We would call it like this today. We would call it provision. I thank God for the provision that he sends us. I thank God for taking care of our needs. I thank God I've got a testimony like David. I've been young, now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I thank God that it doesn't matter uh, what I face tomorrow. I have no doubt in my mind that when I get up tomorrow, I'm going to have everything I need to make it through that day. I thank God for his provision. Not only uh, was there covering, not only was there provision, but where the cloud was, that's where the tabernacle was too. Because the tabernacle was going with the cloud. What does the tabernacle represent to us? It represents the church and all of its trappings. We ought to thank God today for the church. Well, I don't think I have to have a church to make it to heaven. Well, I don't know. You may or may not. I, I'm not going to try to argue that with you. But I'm going to tell you this. God made the institution of the church, not man. This isn't a man idea. This is a God idea. Us being here today, this was God's plan. So if you want to tell God you got a problem with his plan, you go ahead and take it up with him. But as for me, I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for what this place has represented to me. Everything good in my life, everything good in my life that I have, I found it in the church. <laughs> everything good in my life, I found it in the church. I found a walk with God in the church. I found my family in the church. I found my greatest friends and loved ones. In the church. I thank God. For the church. This is not something. That we come here. And we just try to go through a ritual. Or we just try to fill time. But this is the plan of God. For our lives. God established. God ordained. The church. I wonder this morning. Is there anybody in this room. That you can in your mind reach back. And say there was a time in my life. If it had not been for his church. I don't know where I'd be. Is there anybody that can witness that this morning? So it was. And so it is. When the call goes out. When the stirring begins in the camp. So it was. When the cloud moved, they moved. And I preach to you today and tell you, and so it is. When the cloud moves, we must move. Even if it's in our night. We rouse ourselves from the slumber that is common to man. And we follow God. We wake ourselves. Awake! Awake, O oh man. Awake. 
we rouse ourselves from sleep. Lest we become like that fairy tale of a man, Rip Van Winkle, who fell asleep under the tree and slept for 20 years. And he wakes up and he says, what has happened? Everything is so different. And I am preaching this morning to get some people to wake up and get to moving with the cloud. Because if not, you're going to come to your senses sometime from now. And you're going to say, what has happened? What is wrong? What is different? And what will have happened is that the cloud will have passed you by. Oh, God, help us to move when you move. Where we're going, that I can't always tell you. But I know this. He knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. And God has a plan. And it's not up to me to always see the end of the thing. It's up to me to have the faith to follow him. And if I will follow him, he will get me where I need to go. David said, his goodness and his mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy may follow me, but it is his cloud that is leading me. Goodness and mercy will follow me. But it's the cloud. It's the presence of God. That leads me. Oh the beautiful example of this in scripture. Is when Moses. The Lord told him. He said Moses. It's time for y'all to move on. And Moses said Lord. He said if you will go with us. We will go. But if you don't go, I'm not going anywhere, God. I will only be where your presence is. And I am preaching to this church today to say, it's time you search your heart and you ask yourself, am I following the presence of God as it leads me? Where you lead me, I will follow. So it was. And so it is. I've walked in the light of day. I've walked when everything was good. But I've walk, also walked in the dark of night. And I've walked when I didn't know where, what to do. I've walked when I've had tears in my eyes. I have walked in sorrow. But anytime the presence of God began to move, I've always prayed, Lord, help me to go with you. Because I know, God, if I will, it may hurt right now, but I know if I'll go with you, you have an end that is greater than anything I could ever imagine. So it was, and so it is. Whether it was day or whether it was night, the great equalizer that brought me peace in both environments was the knowledge that his cloud was with me. And I'm wondering today if we've got any wilderness wanderers in here such as myself. I'm wondering today if there's anybody that you also find yourself traversing this wilderness of life. And you're saying, God, if I'm going to make it, if I'm going to be protected from the elements, if I'm going to be protected from the enemy, if I'm going to be protected from hopelessness, I've got to have your cloud over my life. I've got to have your cloud over my life. Well, I think you're being a little dramatic about this, aren't you? No, I'm not being dramatic about this. Because if I don't have the presence of God with me, I will not make it. I will become another casualty 
in the wilderness. There's there's signs when you go out into some of our deserts in the southwestern part of our country. There are signs that tell you don't go here without letting somebody know where you are. Don't go here without water. Don't go here without a compass. Don't go here without tools to help you get back. They're warning and warning and warning. Why are they warning? Because they know how easy it is for somebody to become disoriented when they are find themselves in unfamiliar situations. And you can get turned around very easily and think you know where you're going, but really you have no clue. And you walk in circles or you walk out of the way and you find yourself becoming prey to all of the elements, all of the enemies, all the feelings of hopelessness that surround you. But I am going to tell you today, although we're walking in a place like that spiritually, there is a God who says, I will go with you and I will be there for you and I will allow my presence to cover you if you will follow me. So it was if the cloud moved by day or if the cloud moved by night, they got up and they went with the cloud. And so it is if the cloud's moving in your day or if the cloud is moving in your night, I am preaching to you today to say, get with the cloud. Get with the cloud and follow him. Could we close our eyes together? Lord, this is what I know about the people in this room that you've allowed me to preach to today. The people in this room today, God, some of them are walking through daytime hours and some of them are walking in nighttime hours. Some of them are heeding the call. They hear the blast of the horn. They hear the call go forth and they begin to rouse themselves and they follow the cloud. And then there are others, God, who they've taken a step back. And due to no fault of their own, they're very weary and they're tired. And they have fought many battles. And they say, I'd just like to rest for a while. But God, today you're speaking to us all. And you're saying wherever you are, hear that horn. Hear my call. I'm wanting to take you to another place. I'm wanting to do something completely new in your life. I've got things for you eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Lord, So it was. But also God. So it is. If you're asking us to take a step. If you're asking us to move. Then God we're going to move with you. If the Lord has been dealing with you. And prompting you about. Some steps you need to take in your life. 
this message today is for you. This message today is for you. And it is the Lord saying, now is the time. Don't wait for a more convenient season. Now is the time. So in just 30 seconds, I'm giving the altar call around here. I'm wondering if there's anybody that's ready to pack up the tent poles. I wonder if there's anybody that's ready to fold the covering of the tent. Anybody want to strap on the backpack? Because God has a place for you to go. Could we stand to our feet this morning? If this message has ministered to you at all, would you step out from where you are? Would you make your way to the front of this church? And would you come seek the Lord? I'm telling you today, God, God wants to put you underneath the cloud. If you feel like you've been out from underneath that covering, I'm telling you today, God wants to put you back underneath the cloud.